A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. I'm glad you're with me on the program today. We're going to be talking about some uh, comments by Representative Nancy May. She was on uh, Fox News Sunday with Shannon and Bream yesterday. Asked about Republicans' response to active shootings. And uh, Nancy May said, listen, we got to be doing more. Not necessarily gun control, but we have to be doing more. And then she floated an idea that uh, most of us would consider to be gun control, as a matter of fact. Yeah, we'll get to that in uh, just one second. Before we do, however, uh, something we really have to think about. What is happening with the banks? It's literally crazy. Can you imagine what this is going to do to the retirement savings of America? Now, I want to tell you what I heard from Augusta Precious Metals. Gold buying is on fire right now because people want gold IRAs to protect their retirement savings. And get this, if you have 100000 plus saved for retirement, Augusta will pay you in pure gold to learn how gold IRAs can protect you. That's a big deal, a pure gold coin for free. Reach out to Augusta Precious Metals today and learn how you can get started with gold. Don't let bank failures get you down. Get this free gold and get some peace of mind. Just call 855-222-4997 to learn whether gold can help protect your retirement and get your free gold coin. That's Augusta Precious Metals at 855-222-4997. Again, 855-222-4997. So let's talk about uh, Nancy Mace. Here's uh, one of the headlines making the uh, rounds. This is from USA Today. GOP Representative Nancy Mace blasts Republicans for silence on gun violence, extreme abortion stances. And we're not going to get into uh, Representative Mace's comments about abortion, but I do want to talk about what she had to say about gun control and, quote-unquote, gun violence. Uh, again, from uh, USA Today, uh, Representative Nancy Mace said, quote, every mass shooting, there's just silence, and prayers are offered. Easter baskets are offered, but no real solutions. She said that she and her children were recently near a mass shooting in South Carolina, and she said Republicans can no longer be silent on this issue. And it's not about the Second Amendment, she said. There are plenty of things that we can be doing Besides offering prayers and violence, excuse me, prayers and silence. Unfortunately, she then turned to something that, again, most of us would consider to be gun control. Uh, potential solutions, according to Mace, could uh, include, quote, some sort of ember alert. For example, to let the community know there's been a shooting. Strengthening our background check, she says, is something that the vast majority of Americans support. She said, uh, these kinds of common sense things are all things that every American on the other side of the aisle can get behind, but yet every time there's a mass shooting and they're increasing every year, every week, we don't say anything. We want to bury our heads in the sand and hope that it goes away. But guess what? It's not going away. Uh, Newsweek also had a write-up of Nancy Mace's comments uh, where they note that she acknowledged that, quote, gun safety has become a difficult topic for the GOP, criticizing her party for their, quote, silence on the issue. Noting she remains a, quote, constitutional conservative, but she called on her party to enact, quote, common sense policies to lessen gun violence, again, including that uh, Amber Alert style notification, uh, quote, stronger background checks for those who want to purchase guns and hardening public spaces. Uh, she said, quote, as I see it, I'm in a very purple district, even though I'm in South Carolina. It's an issue that continues to be a problem for Republicans, and we've not learned anything from the midterm elections if we're going to sit here on our hands silently not offering any hope of solution to reduce gun violence in our country. And again, it's not about gun control. Shannon Bream asked Mace, is there any common ground for this on Capitol Hill right now? And that's when she brought up uh, background checks. Uh, she said, quote, it doesn't have to be complicated, but we need to show leadership on sensitive issues because these are issues that motivate our constituencies and voters, especially independent voters. 
She said, quite frankly, Republicans haven't won the majority, the popular vote in years when it comes to the presidency. That's something we need to work on and do better. This is an issue that we can win on. You know, interestingly, uh, uh, Governor Chris Sununu made some similar comments. He didn't talk about support for universal background checks or anything, but he did talk about the need for the Republicans to uh, make more inroads with independents where they're losing ground. Uh, I mean, those comments on Friday during NRA ILA's leadership forum in Indianapolis. And I think that there is something to that idea that Republicans may be uh, losing indies on some of these issues. Um, but again, I don't think that that is a call for gun control. I will agree with Representative Mace that a comment like, I think it was Representative Tim Burchett from uh, Tennessee, shortly after the uh, Covenant School shootings in Nashville, uh, was asked about this. And I, I'm i paraphrasing his response, but it was basically, you know, we're not going to be able to stop these things. Which, from a political perspective, I think is a terrible statement. But also from a public policy perspective, I think it's a terrible statement because I think there absolutely are things that can be done. We've talked about this on Cam and Company before with folks like Ryan Petty, uh, who has been studying this issue intensively for the past five years since he lost his daughter, Elena, in the Parkland shootings. And there are indeed, as Nancy May says, things that can be done to reduce these particular types of, of shootings that don't involve Gun control. Now, I would also argue that universal background checks are a political solution as opposed to a effective policy solution. What we have seen in a lot of these cases is that the individuals responsible for these attacks passed a background check. They purchased their firearms legally. They had been planning these attacks for weeks, in some cases for months, in some cases maybe even for years. So the idea that, well, you know, listen, we had like a three-day waiting period or even a 10-day waiting period, or even a 14-day waiting period, as some uh, anti-gun advocates proposed in New Mexico this year, a bill that went nowhere, thankfully. That's not going to stop someone who is committed to carrying out these types of cowardly attacks. And again, as we've seen all too often, these individuals are not prohibited from possessing firearms, so they've passed a background check. I, I don't think that, quote-unquote, universal background checks is the difference maker that uh, Nancy Mace believes it to be from a public policy standpoint. Now, she may be looking at this and saying, well, look, the polls show 80, 90% of Americans support these things, so why wouldn't we have them even if they're not effective? We can at least tell people, look, we're doing something. But if we're not doing something that works, if we're giving people false hope by saying, listen, if we just take this one common sense step and then everything gets better, when that's a lie, then no. I don't think we should be doing that. So let's look at universal background checks. Uh, I mentioned at uh, Bearing Arms earlier today, story out of Albuquerque on Friday where an 18-year-old was arrested for having two guns at school, guns that he was apparently trying to sell to students at school in Albuquerque. Now, New Mexico passed universal background check laws, I think it was back in 2018, might have been 2019. Since then, very, very few people have been charged with transferring a firearm without a background check. It's a misdemeanor offense. It applies after the fact. It's not preventative in nature at all, right? In order for this charge to apply, you have to first uh, recover a firearm, then determine that it was unlawfully transferred. And then, again, you can charge the uh, transferer of the firearm with a misdemeanor offense. 
Now, I don't know about you, but I don't think it's going to have much of an impact on people who are committing felony-level violent crimes. And in New Mexico, the presence of universal background check laws on the books has not decreased violent crime at all. In fact, violent crime has been going the other way in the state of New Mexico. This is a placebo. Uh, It is not a substantive policy solution to address active shooter incidents in particular. But again, there are things that can be done that don't involve red flag laws. And we can talk about the problems with those too. I know that Governor Bill Lee in Tennessee has talked about uh, wanting a red flag law on the books. But, you know, again, that's not even a Band-Aid solution. Red flag laws are a way, primarily, in my opinion, for politicians to avoid tackling the much more difficult challenge of repairing a broken mental health system. Which is why red flag laws typically don't involve many, uh, any sort of mental health component to them whatsoever. Not at the time when someone is determined to be dangerous. There's no mental health evaluation. Instead, it's a judge who makes that determination. And not after the fact. After a petition has been granted and firearms have been seized in the vast majority of states that have red flag laws on the books, after someone's been deemed to be a danger to themselves or others and their guns are taken away, they're then left alone. That's it. That's all that happens. The guns are gone, but the dangerous person remains. So I'm not a fan of red flag laws either. I have my due process concerns, uh, particularly regarding ex parte hearings where the subject of the petition, not entitled, in some cases not allowed to take part in that hearing, Um, a lack of representation. If you cannot afford an attorney, one will not be appointed for you, unlike in a criminal case, because these are civil matters. So the vast majority of red flag laws, again, you're not entitled to a public defender. If you can't afford to hire an attorney to represent you in your defense, you're on your own facing, you know, career prosecutors, very skilled attorneys. That stacks the deck against the petitioner. And as uh, gun owners of San Diego have pointed out, um, there have been some real abuses of red flag laws as well. And that is a genuine concern going forward. If we want to talk about, and I do agree again with Nancy Mace that I think Republicans in some cases have been talking very stupidly uh, about what what, what can be done or stating again that nothing can be done to stop these types of active shooter incidents. Look again at what Florida did after Parkland. They set up, among other things, yes, they did put a red flag law on the books. Yes, they raised the age to purchase a firearm from 18 to 21. Mistakes, in my opinion. But they also established the school guardian program that requires, doesn't just allow for, but requires there to be an armed presence on the campus of these schools, be it a school resource officer or be it a trained and vetted volunteer staffer who can carry a firearm to serve as a first line of defense in case of an attack on campus. That works. That, that, that ensures, again, that there will be a response not within minutes, but within seconds of reports of an active shooter. But even before then, even before we get to that terrible point of somebody walking on campus with a gun intent on committing mass murder, you've got, uh, as Ryan Petty has shared with us, um, a greater emphasis on behavioral threat analysis, identifying those individuals who pose a threat before they walk onto campus or before they walk into 
a grocery store or a movie theater or some other quote-unquote sensitive place where guns aren't allowed with murder on their mind and evil in their hearts. Now, again, behavior threat analysis, that comes with its own risks, right? You, you don't want to have some sort of big brother system, um, some minority report style, you know, pre-crime uh, program where, you know, we're identifying individuals based on no real uh, actionable intelligence. But so far, that doesn't seem to be what's happening in Florida. Instead, again, what, 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 what's working to stop these types of attacks from taking place is someone becoming aware that this threat is out there. Secret Service, in its 2019 report on active school shooters, found that over 90% of these incidents, the individual communicated their threats beforehand. They told somebody what they planned to do. And it wasn't just seconds before they carried out their attack. They told a family member. They told friends. They posted something to social media. Classmates overheard them. There were opportunities to intervene. And when those opportunities to intervene are taken, when we see something and when we speak out and say something, whether it's to local law enforcement, whether it's to our schools, and those institutions then respond accordingly. They don't dismiss the threat outright. They don't sit on their hands. They don't say, I'll I'll get to this on Monday. But instead, when they react and respond accordingly, that's when those threats stop. And it may be that the individual uh, in question is taken into custody, charged with a crime, it may be that they are, uh, again, given access to mental health resources that weren't available to them. It may involve an involuntary commitment. But the threat is dealt with before any shots are fired. And as Ryan Petty told us, I think it was the last time we were talking, dozens of these incidents have been stopped and prevented in Florida over the past five years because of these types of programs. So I, I agree with Nancy Mace that there are things that can be done that don't involve gun control that Republicans should be talking about. Um, I disagree with Nancy Mace that universal background checks are one of those things because I think they're a do something uh, as opposed to do something substantive reaction by politicians. But we do need to be talking. I, you know, fundamentally, I, I will say this. And Diana Muller talked about this when we were uh, discussing uh, what's going on with the D.C. project last week. Whether we like it or not, gun owners are not a majority of this country. So we can't just rely or depend on our fellow gun owners to help win every election. We have to talk to non-gun owners. We have to talk with people who may be agnostic about uh, gun ownership, may not care that much about the Second Amendment. And we have to have an argument that resonates with them in order to win elections. And shall not be infringed isn't going to do it. As Diana Muller said, for my cold, dead hands, doesn't resonate with them. But if you can talk about why these gun control policies are not effective at protecting our children, they're not effective at keeping gun-free zones gun-free, they're not effective at saving lives or stopping violence. And here are the things that can be done that are effective. Yeah, we do need to be talking up these things, whether it's uh, Operation Ceasefire, 
to reduce gang violence, uh, which we've talked a lot about here on Cam and Company over the past couple of years. Well, again, behavioral threat analysis. Um, and I, 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 again, continue to believe that the most fundamental way to stop these types of attacks doesn't involve legislation at all. Whether it's gun control legislation or, you know, non-gun control solutions, as Nancy Mace offered. The best way to prevent these types of shootings involves you and I and everyone else keeping our eyes open and our ears open. And when we see something or hear something that sets off our alarm bells, sends our spidey senses tingling, we speak up, we speak out, and we say something. That's what works. That's what's most effective at stopping these types of shootings. Far more effective than a gun ban, a magazine ban, or yeah, even universal background check laws. Now let's turn our attention to today's Armed citizen story, our good deed of the day, and our recidivist report. We'll start there. Case of point, so this is Illinois. Here you go. An Algonquin man accused of making a shooting threat towards a music festival gets probation for attacking his elderly mother. That's right. Yeah. Um, you know, Illinois, boy, they, they love their gun control laws. And yet, what actually happens to violent criminals? 29-year-old Daniel Susma was charged in July with three counts of aggravated battery of a senior citizen, aggravated domestic battery, three counts of domestic battery, as well as interfering with the reporting of domestic violence after attacking and injuring his elderly mother. Criminal complaint states that uh, back on July 11th, Susma hit his mother, who was 71 years old at the time, in the face, arms, and back, causing uh, bruising and abrasions. Also allegedly used his hands and applied pressure around the woman's nose and mouth, trying to prevent her from breathing. Scratched the arms of his mother, repeatedly pushed and hit her in the back, according to the criminal complaint. Also allegedly hit the woman in the face repeatedly with his hands, causing swollen abrasions on her face. McHenry County Assistant State's Attorney Jim Newman said that after Susman's, uh, Susman's arrest, that new information was uncovered. The state was seeking to increase his bond. This, by the way, was around the same time, about five days after Susma allegedly posted on an Instagram and Facebook that there was, quote, going to be a shooting at the North Coast Music Festival. Uh, organizers of the Lollapalooza Music Festival contacted the police about the post because Susma had been a volunteer for Lollapalooza for the last, the last nine years. He'd also been a volunteer at the North Coast Music Festival. Uh, police questioned Susma about the post on July the 8th. He alternated, uh, according to prosecutors, between providing responsive answers to, quote, offering random disorganized statements. He indicated officers that he, quote, wants to see a shooting so he could film it, but that he doesn't want to shoot anyone. Uh, he had also apparently made threats to uh, patrons at a lifetime fitness in Algonquin the day before police poked him about the uh, post, had to be escorted out. Uh, another uh, individual, Thomas Pence, known by the uh, stadium of Diplo, filed a petition for a uh, stalking no contact order against Suzma on July 18th, citing Suzma's social media posts with reference to uh, Diplo multiple times. Um, he said at the petition, quote, I never met the respondent, do not know why he's posting about me on social media, much less making threats about me and the music festival that I'm scheduled to perform at. So uh, this guy was on the radar of police quite a bit uh, back in July. Multiple instances. Now, in August, he was found unfit to stand trial. But his fitness was found to be restored months later. So he could have gone to trial on these charges. Instead, Court records show that Sussman entered into a negotiated plea deal with the McHenry County State's Attorney's Office on March 22nd for the domestic battery case, pleading guilty to one count of aggravated battery on a senior citizen, which is a Class Three felony. But in exchange, the rest of the charges were dismissed. And he will not 
have to serve any time in jail. A 180-day jail sentence will not be imposed, according to the court, as long as Suzma complies with his probation, including uh, drug and mental health treatment recommendations. Great. Okay. So he beats up his mom after maybe kind of sort of threatening a mass shooting at a music festival, after threatening patrons at a gym, after uh, causing one of these performers to take out a uh, order of protection because he was concerned. Again, these are the alarm bells going off here that we just talked about, right? Bing, 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 bing. And what happens here? Another plea deal. Another plea bargain. Serious charges go away. Ah, there's one felony left that uh, you know he'll plead guilty to. But you know what? We won't. <laughs> you won't have to go to jail. You certainly won't have to go to prison. No, no, no. We'll put you on probation. We'll give you a second chance, and we'll hope and we'll pray and we'll keep our fingers crossed that this time it works. That's the criminal justice system as it functions right now in our society. So don't tell me that we need another umpteen gun control laws to make this country a safer place. How about we start enforcing the laws that are currently on the books to ensure that violent criminals actually face consequences for their crimes? How about we start there and see what happens? I think would all, well, not all of us, I think many Americans would be surprised and shocked at the reduction of violent crime without the imposition of any new gun control laws. Today's Armed citizen story, Houston, Texas, where a uh, robbery suspect was shot by a passerby who happened upon uh, this uh, would-be robbery attempt. As it turns out, the robbery suspect in question actually wanted for murder in Louisiana uh, and is now in custody, uh, thanks in part to the actions of this armed citizen. This was about 7 o'clock Saturday night. Investigators say that um, the armed citizen was just driving by a uh, Chase Bank location in uh, southeast Houston, saw a guy at the drive-thru ATM uh, being pistol-whipped. Apparently, the guy had pulled into the bank to get money from the ATM. The armed suspect then popped up from around the corner, ordered him to hand over the money. The uh, driver started to comply. I mean, he was following the demands of the armed robber, but he was started getting beaten still. Armed robber clearly didn't really have a lot of respect or care or concern for this gentleman, right? So that's when, again, this good Samaritan just driving by, saw what's happened, pulls in, pulls out a gun to defend the victim. Armed robber points the gun at him. Shots are fired. The armed robber shot in the leg and foot. And apparently... Uh, was still there on scene or police were able to locate him a short distance away because he was taken to the hospital. Last report listed in stable condition. Uh, neither the victim nor the passerby were seriously injured. Uh, passerby not hurt. Uh, the uh, victim suffering some, you know, minor injuries because of the pistol whipping he received. Uh, and on Sunday, ABC 13 in Houston learned that the suspect actually wanted for murder in Louisiana. Now we don't have any details about that particular case, uh, but what we do know is that according to authorities, this suspect has killed before and very well could have killed that patron at the ATM were it not for that armed citizen and their intervention. So, yeah, I know we talk about, you know, our good deed of the day. Well, here again, a very good deed on the part of an armed good Samaritan in the right place at the right time and willing and able to do the right thing to save the life of a stranger 
even though they were likely caring for self-defense at the time. Uh, now, we do, I guess I could have just double-dipped, and that could have been our uh, good deed of the day, but we've got another one for you as well. And it's a Monday. We probably all need uh, the good, all the good news that we can get. Uh, this out of Chicago, Illinois, where police say a good Samaritan performed CPR on a baby following a crash in the Garfield Park neighborhood. Uh, a crash, by the way, that involved a stolen car, T-boning uh, another vehicle. This um, happened Sunday about 5 o'clock in the afternoon. North Costner Avenue and West Washington Boulevard. According to Chicago Police, stolen Hyundai was uh, traveling down Washington Boulevard when it ended up T-boning a uh, pickup truck. John Walker, who lives nearby, immediately stepped into action. He said, at the time I was in the house watching the game, heard a big boom, came outside and saw individuals needing help. Uh, Surveillance footage shows Walker rushing in to help a baby inside that truck that wasn't breathing. Walker immediately performed infant CPR, and the baby took a breath. He said, after a couple of minutes, I was able to get the baby to breathe again. Three children, one adult, taken to the hospital. Walker said, I'm just happy everyone's alive right now and that the baby's hopefully okay. I just thank God for that opportunity to be able to help the residents here. Absolutely. Two uh, individuals in the uh, Hyundai taken into custody by Chicago police, according to NBC5, charges pending late on Sunday. Given that this is Chicago, Cook County, maybe the fact that there were injuries, including to a child, Going to increase the uh, potential for actual consequences here, but I'm not holding my breath that anything of consequence is going to happen to these two suspects. Thankfully, again, because of uh, Mr. Walker and his presence, um, those two suspects are not going to be facing vehicular homicide charges or manslaughter charges because it looks like that baby's going to be okay. So Sean Walker, in the right place, at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing, we thank you for your very, very good deed. All right, that is about all the time we've got for you on this edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company. I do want to thank you for being a part of the program. As always, I'm looking forward to being back with you again on Tuesday. But don't forget to check out bearingarms.com, uh, the website, uh, between now and then, because we've got you covered on all of the latest Second Amendment news and information, including uh, several dozen gun control bills up for a committee hearing in Rhode Island, including a ban on so-called assault weapons. Uh, plus, we've got uh, a couple of court cases that we are keeping an eye on. Still kind of confused as to why we haven't seen anything from uh, Judge Benitez's court out in California. He's holding on to, I think, three major cases right now. And maybe this will be the week that he finally releases those opinions to the public and uh, California's gun control law has dealt another blow. We'll keep our fingers crossed. And, of course, we'll report on it all for you at barryandarms.com. If you like what you see, I'd also encourage you to become a VIP member. Just go to barryandarms.com slash subscribe. Use the promo code GUNRIGHTS, and you can get a significant savings on your VIP membership. As our way of saying thanks, we're going to give you exclusive content because your support matters. It does make a difference. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Until then, be well, be safe, and be free.